0: Clearshore presents The Lean Launchpad Class. It's the same, but different. By Steve Blank. March 26th, 2019 at steveblank.com. We just finished the 8th annual Lean Launchpad class at Stanford. The team presentations are on steveblank.com. It's hard to imagine, but only a decade ago, the capstone entrepreneurial class in most universities was how to write or pitch a business plan. As a serial entrepreneur-turned-educator, this didn't make sense to me. In my experience, I saw that most business plans don't survive first contact with customers. So, in 2011, with support from the Stanford Technology Ventures Program, the Entrepreneurship Center at the Stanford Engineering School, we created a new capstone entrepreneur class, the Lean Launchpad. The class was unique in that it was 1. Team-based, 2. Experiential and 3. Lean-driven with hypothesis testing, business model, customer development and agile engineering. This new class aimed to mimic the uncertainty all startups face as they search for a business model while imparting an understanding of all the components of a business model, not just how to give a pitch or a demo. Ninety days after we first offered this class at Stanford, the National Science Foundation adopted the class calling it the NSF I-Corps, the Innovation Corps, to train our country's top scientists how to commercialize their inventions. i is now offered in 88 universities. The National Institute of Health teaches its version in the National Cancer Institute, i at NIH. The NIST report on unleashing innovation recommended expanding i and the House just passed the Innovators to Entrepreneurs Act to do just that. The Lean Launchpad i syllabus is the basis for a series of mission-driven entrepreneurship classes, Hacking for Diplomacy, Defense, Energy, Oceans, Nonprofits and cities. If you had dropped by in 2011, the first time I taught the class, and then stuck your head in today, you'd say it was the same class. The syllabus is almost identical, the teams still get out of the building to do customer discovery each week, then come back to class and present what they learned weekly, etc. But while it's the same, it's different. After thousands of students take in this class, Here are a few ways the class has changed. A great class endures beyond its author. I've always believed that great classes continue to thrive after the original teachers have moved on. While I created the Lean Launchpad methodology and pedagogy, how to teach the class, and the Train the Trainer course for the NSFI Corps, The sheer scale of success of the class is due to the efforts of the hundreds of National Science Foundation instructors and the NSF. And while I created the original course, the Stanford class is now led by Jeff Epstein and Steve Weinstein. To be honest, as I watch other instructors now run these classes, I feel a proud passing of the torch, though touched by moments of King Lear in Kurosawa's Ran. Way past my ad hoc activities, the Stanford teaching team has thoroughly professionalized the class. In addition to the lead instructors, the Stanford teaching team now includes George John, Mar Hershinson, and Tom Bedecker, all generously volunteering their time. Each of them brings decades of industry experience to the class. This kind of teaching firepower and headcount was necessary as the teaching team expanded the class size to meet current demand. For the first few National Science Foundation classes, we taught 24 teams at a time with three instructors. We did it by breaking the class into three separate sections, having all teams together for our lectures, and separating into sections of eight teams each when the teams presented. After painful trial and error, we had discovered that the teaching team could listen to eight teams present before our brains melted down. At Stanford, we limited the class to eight teams, four students per team. However, this year the class was so oversubscribed, and the quality of the teams applying was so high, the teaching team admitted 14 teams and reverted to the original NSF model of separating into sections. The additional teaching team members made it possible. When we started this class, the concept of lean business models, customer development, agiles, pivots, MPVs, was new to everyone. Now they are common buzzwords and most of the students come in with an understanding of lean. This head start has allowed the teaching team to accelerate the velocity and depth of learnings past the basics. In past years, the student teams in the Stanford classes were weighted toward men, reflecting the makeup of the applicants. While Ann Mayura Co was part of the original teaching team, having all-male instructors for the past five years didn't help. After Mar Hershenson joined the teaching team last year, she made an all-out effort to recruit women to apply. A role model as a successful CEO and VC, Mar successfully sparked interest in women students and sponsored women-only lunch sessions, mixers, and meetings to introduce them to the class. As you'll notice from the presentations at SteveBlank.com, the result was that this year, 50% of the applicants and accepted teams were women. The lessons for me were, one, the class has been unintentionally signaling a boys-only environment. Two, these unconscious biases were easily dismissed by assuming that the class makeup simply reflected the applicant pipeline. And three, when in fact it required active outreach by a woman to change that perception and bring more women into the pipeline and subsequent teams. My original vision for the class was to use the business model canvas as a framework to teach engineering students all the nine elements of the business model, customer distribution channel, revenue, get, keep, grow, value proposition, activities, resources, partners, and costs and instead of the traditional income statement balance sheet and cash flow, discover the key metrics that matter for their business model. While students want to spend their time focusing on product market fit, who's the customer and what should we build for them, and building product centric minimum viable products, I thought that Y Combinator and other accelerators already did an excellent job of that. My goal was to use the canvas to expose engineering students to other essential aspects of a successful business they may be less familiar with. Sales, marketing, finance, operations. Admittedly, this was tough to do because one quarter of the teams haven't yet found product market fit and they are loath to move off it until they do. But since my goal was to teach a methodology rather than run an accelerator, I traded off time on product market fit for exposure to the rest of the canvas. If we were designing a curriculum rather than a single class, we'd offer it as two semesters or quarters. The first searching for problem solution and product market fit, and the second half focusing on the rest of the canvas testing feasibility and viability. If you look at this year's presentations, you can see the presentations still tend to focus on product market fit. Obviously. There is no right answer to what and how to teach and the answer may change over time. Our teaching assistants keep all the moving parts of the class running. Each year, TAs have continued to make the class better, although I must admit it was interesting to watch the TAs remove any uncertainty from what students need to do week to week as I had designed a level of uncertainty in the class to mimic what a real-world startup would feel like. The teaching team and TAs have added an enormous number of useful diagnostics to measure student reactions to each part of the pedagogy and the overall value of the class. However, the real art of teaching is to remember that the class wasn't designed by a focus group. Finally, the mentors, unpaid industry advisors who volunteer their time, have been professionalized and managed by Tom Bedker each mentor's contribution gets graded by the students in the team they coached. Every time we slipped up and admitted an all-engineering or all-MBA team, we were reminded by their struggles that successful teams need to be diverse, that they include both innovators and entrepreneurs, typically engineers and MBAs. The same holds true for pushing the students. Every time we slacked off relentlessly direct feedback. We saw a commensurate drop in the quality of the team's output. In the end, this class is not only about what the instructors try to teach the students, but also about whether students processed what we intended for them to learn. Over time, two of our major insights were: one, teams needed a week to prepare all they learned, and two, we needed to teach them how to turn that learning into a story of their journey. This year, all of our teams accomplish that and much, much more. And after nine years of classes, students still find that this class is the closest thing to being in a real startup. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us.